0: Good evening. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Good evening, family and friends of shallow New London. I bring you greetings from Bishop Benjamin Keith Watts, senior pastor, and Lady Cynthia Watts, our first lady. We thank God that you have joined us in worship virtually while recognizing that we are all united in Christ. A gracious thank you to Bishop Watts for allowing me this opportunity to bring forth a word from the Lord this evening. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for this day that you have made. Thank you for giving us this time to hear a word from you. I pray that it falls on fertile ground, take root and bear fruit. Lord, I now submit myself to be used completely by you so that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The scripture readings come from the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms 121, verses 1 through 8, taken from the Message Bible. I look up to the mountains. Does my strength come from mountains? No, my strength comes from God, who made heaven and earth and mountains. He won't let you stumble. Your guardian God won't fall asleep, not on your life. Israel. guardian will never doze or sleep. God's your guardian right at your side to protect you, shielding you from sunstroke sheltering you from moonstroke god guards you from every evil he guards your very life he guards you when you leave and when you return he guards you now he guards you always this is the word of god for the people of god praise be to god the topic for today is focus your eyes on god focus your eyes on God. I was reminded of Psalms 121 as given in the New King James version, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, after watching an ABC limited series called Women of the Movement. This series was so intense that a helpline was posted during the series to assist anyone that was in distress. Sometimes it is hard to look at our life, look at our struggles that often produces stress and pressure in life, looking at the historical blatant hatred of one group of people towards another group of people that causes hatred. The most desired result of hatred, which I believe is the destruction of one's a very soul. I'm convinced that you're, you have survived, that we have survived because we have, you have focused your eyes on God through every tribulation, through every hill mountain, through every mountain experience. And thus I believe our focus on God has kept us and will forever keep us According to ABC, women of the movement is based on the true story of Mamie Till Mobley. Emmett Till is a 14-year-old African-American boy from Chicago who was brutally murdered and mutilated in Money, Mississippi, and then thrown into the Tallahatchie River in 1955. Emmett was wrongfully accused of offending a white woman in her family grocery store, who in 1955 risked her life, Emmett's mother risked her life to find justice after he was mutilately murdered, according to the Jim Crow laws. Unwilling to let Emmett's murder disappear from the headlines, Mamie chose to bear her pain on the world stage. She brought Emmett's body from money Mississippi, to Chicago. Then she exposed the sin of Jim Crow. She let everyone see, the whole world to see what Jim Crow laws looked like, as displayed in the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Emerging as an activist, Mamie was an activist for justice. She ignited the civil rights movement as we know it today. Mamie Till Mobley became a teacher and continued her life as an activist working to educate people about what happened to her son. At one particular rally, she spoke and said, when people saw what had happened to my son, men and women stood up who had never stood up before. So when I saw that vision, Within this movie of black men, black boys, hanging their head, bowing their head in the presence of someone of a different race. Until the movie came to the point where Mamie spoke up, we saw the image of her uncle walking with his eyes lifted up. Head no longer bowed, and if it reminded me of this scripture, I would look up my eyes until the hills, which come as my help. But it wasn't also that way. Mamie was born in 1921. I remember the date because it's the same year my mother was born. But even before her birth, there was Jim Crow laws as early as 1865, and Immediately following, there was the ratification of the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery in the United States. Black codes strict local and state laws. They restricted the movement of black people. The legal system was stacked up against black citizens. And so in 1964, President Lyndon Johnson, he signed the Civil Rights Act which ended the legal segregation that had been institutionalized by Jim Crow laws. And in 1965, the Voting Rights Act halted efforts to keep minorities from voting. The Fair Housing Act of 1968, which ended discrimination in renting and selling homes, followed. These numbers, these dates, are very significant to me. Because in 1965, the Voting Rights Act I was six years old. So we were born, most of us were born in the Jim Crow era. Jim Crow, a way of bondage. But because Mamie focused her eyes on God, she not only became an educator, not only became an activist, but she became a woman who stood for justice. And she wrote and co-authored her memoir, Death of Innocent, the story of the hate crime that changed America in 2003. It was almost 50 years after the death of her son. And she died a few months before the publication of that book. And the reason why I focus on this particular movement is because this is a time that we as black people struggle to get our natural rights, and today we are still fighting for our rights. And so we have to remember our past. We have to understand our stories. We have to make sure that our children remember our past so they can focus their eyes on God and they won't let anything deter them in this life and so just like slavery and the struggle of african americans we have in the book of psalm story of the children of israel now the book of psalm is a collection of 150 ancient israel stories and songs and prayers they were used to worship god in the Hebrew Bible, 15 of those 150 songs are referred to as the Song of Essence. These are Psalms 120 and 134. So we are today focusing on the second song of Accent, Psalm 121. The song of Accent that was written during the 70-year exile of the Judeans, of the Israel people who were captured by the Babylonians in 586 B.C. The Psalms expressed their oppression, their longing to return to their home, to Judah, and for the future of peace and prosperity in Jerusalem. Not only did the Song of Ascents encourage pilgrims, on their physical ascent toward Jerusalem. The theme of ascent is further addressed in these Psalms through a yearning for national independence and a hopeful expectation of spiritual salvation through the arrival of Jesus Christ. So focus your eyes on God. Have anyone today, anyone listening to this message today, have you ever gone through a struggle? You ever had a mountain experience, a valley experience where you had to focus your eyes on God? I want you to just enter it into the chat today. Let people know your struggle. Let people know how you've overcome. Hallelujah. So Psalm 121, it teaches us how to journey in rough terrain. Until mother walked in terrain that was rocky, hilly, muddy, How many of us have sung the song, I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain? The book of Psalms is a collection of hymns, prayers, and poems were compiled to use for worship. They reveal a realistic attitude to life hardship combined with their unmovable faith. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness. Someone need to write, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness. The Book of Psalms is a collection of prayers and song. Hallelujah. And so we have it, that on this journey, I lift my eyes unto the hills. The hills were probably Jerusalem, a city built in high places, in the Judean hills, high above the sea level. Surrounded by steep hills to the west and surrounded by the Judean desert to the east, friends and foes thought they could approach. They thought they could approach Jerusalem along the high hills, from the north and the south. The Hebrew Bible instructs all Jews to make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem three times a year, in spring for Passover, relating to the exodus from Egypt after 400 years of slavery based on the fact that God passed over the houses of Jews. In summer, for the feast of weeks, and in the fall, mountain or hill was probably those around Jerusalem. So we come to our point number one, for God is our strength. Focus your eyes on God, for God is your strength. I look up to the mountain. Does my strength come from mountains? No, my strength come from God, who made heaven and earth. Let the people of Israel, we carry the traditional singing about God's strength. You are my strength, strength like no other reaches to me. And don't forget about the war cry, oh, you can Tag any praise song to the war cry. Oh, you are mighty and you're strong. These are songs that we sing during worship on Sunday, on, two, on Wednesdays, can sustain us Monday through Saturday in our day-to-day lives. I look up the mountain is an observation of action. It may have been observed right before, or during, or surely after one of Israel's pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Point 1A is very important. They pause to observe their action. I look to the hills. Do you ever pause to think about what you do throughout the day? What you do at work? What you do at home? Or do you just do it and then just go about your business? So one of the major points is that they paused to observe their action. They looked to the hill. And point number 1B is they pondered. They pondered their action. They asked the question, does my help come from that which I am looking at? In other words, we asked a question of all the things that we do from day to day to make sure that we are in the right way with the Lord. They ponder their action. And sometimes we need to do more than just ask one question. Sometimes we need to do a, a root cause analysis. When I, when I was in the South a long time ago, um, the old preacher, for some reason, when you talk about the South, they always say the old preacher. But the old preacher would would preach about those who were not in church. He would tell them that instead of washing your car and and cleaning your house on Sunday, you need to be in church. If we were one of those people who did that, who admire our car so much that we forsake the assembly of one another on Sunday, we will have to first identify that there is a problem, identify our action, and then we have to ask the question, why do I wash my car on Sunday? I wash my car, the answer could be I wash my car because it's dirty. Well, that's not the final answer. A root cause analysis gets you to ask another question upon the answer. I wash my car on Sunday because it's dirty. So why do I wait to wash my car on Sunday? I wait to wash my car on Sunday because I'm free. Why do I think that I'm free on Sunday? I think I'm free on Sunday because I do not appreciate the time that is needed for me to be in church. Why do you wait and do not appreciate? I guess the bottom line is that I don't appreciate God enough to take time, I need to go to church. The answer is, I need to go to church. I need to focus my eyes on God. So point number one, first day, they recognize, they pause to observe their action. Point two, they ponder their action. And then point three, They receive a powerful answer from the Lord. They receive of all root cause analysis. The bottom line is because God, God strengthened me to do this. God strengthened me to, to, to have this job. God strengthened me to go to school. God strengthened me to minister. God is the answer to all root cause analysis. But we must, we must, we must pause and ponder and then wait for the powerful answer. Hallelujah. Point number one, focus your eyes on God. For God is your strength. Point number two, for God does not sleep. He won't let you stumble. Your God, he won't fall asleep, not on your life. God will never doze or sleep. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He, will, he who keeps you will not slumber. The New King James Version. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slump nor sleep. It's not a promise that all your promises, when God, it's not a promise that all your physical problems associated with your situation will be erased automatically. But God will ensure that your soul will be saved. He will reinforce your spiritual character so that we we do not slip in our faith and walk during these times. Someone need to write, do not slip. Do not slip. Encourage each other. Do not slip. In focusing our eyes on God, for God does not sleep, we need to point. One under two is rejoice because God got you. He won't let you stumble. God got you because he is omniscient. He is all-knowing. He can count the very hair on your head. God knows who you are. He's all-seeing. He sees what you do, and he sees what you're about to do. God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. He's mighty in battle. And that's good news today. Point two under for God does not sleep is rejoice. God is awake at all time. God is awake. God does not slumber nor does God sleep. Sometimes we put our own character flaws on God because we know sometimes we we'll slumber. Sometimes we're about a particular task, and we have our eyes wide open, but yes, we do not have our mind on the task at hand. We're thinking about all kinds of things, so we're not particularly active in what we're doing. Slumber is a state of rest during which consciousness of the world is, is suspended. God never suspend himself to us. He is always there. He is awake at all times. Point number two, if, if God did it before, he will do it again. Behold, he who kept Israel, he will keep you. You need to write in there, Lord, keep me, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, keep me. Point number three, for God is your shield and your shelter. God, he is your keeper. God, he is your guardian right at your side to protect you, shielding you from sunstroke, sheltering from you from moonstruck. Above all things, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. One of the major issues with verse number five is saying that God is our protector, our guardian, and at the right side, he protect you. Sometimes when we have the shield in battle, we have the shield in our left hand, and we have the sword in our right hand, and when you are in the front line, your right side is not fully protected. So God is telling us today that when you are weak, I am strong. Don't worry about your weak side. I got you. I will protect you. I will be with you always until the end of the earth. Hallelujah. And point number three, for God is your shield and shelter. Point three A is rejoice. God is your keeper. God keeps you. He never leaves you. And usually what happens is that when we think God is not there, it's like, the, it's like the, this, this, um, God is carrying us. Hallelujah. It's like when we see footsteps in the sand. We think there's one footstep, and we think that we're all alone. Have you ever felt alone just to realize that God is the one who's making the footsteps in the sand? So God is our keeper. Not only that, God provides shade at our right side. And God protects us all day and all night. Point number four, for God is your salvation. God guards you from every evil. He guards your very life. He guards you when you leave and when you return. He guards you now and he guards you always. All night and all day, God is with us. Matthew twenty eight twenty says, "I am with you always, to the very end of the age." Joshua one nine, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Rejoice. We should rejoice, for God is our salvation. We should rejoice because the Lord preserves us from evil. Rejoice, Satan is defeated. Our defeat of Satan has a beginning, and that beginning is found in John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Psalm 27:1 The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? We should also rejoice because Christ is exalted. The message Bible says he guards your very life. New King James Version said the Lord shall preserve your soul. John 10.10 said the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and they may have life more abundantly. So we should rejoice. We should rejoice because we've got the victory. We got the victory on every hand. God will preserve your going out and he will preserve your coming in from this time forth unto evermore. Focus your eyes on God. There's many things gonna come your way, but don't let anything separate you from the love of God. Don't let your family, don't let your children, your spouse, don't let your job. Don't let the naysayers, hallelujah, separate you from the love of God. Don't let the devil separate you and entice you to do the things that are not of God. Focus your eyes on God, for God is your strength. For God does not sleep nor slumber, for God is your shield and shelter. He will fight every battle with you and for you. For God is your salvation, hallelujah. I look to the hills with with cometh my help. I always thought that was, I look to the hill with cometh my help with a period on it. So I thought of the hills as God, but God wants us to know that we put other things in front of him instead of him. And so when you look at the hills, when you look at things, when you look at possessions, when you look at people, when you look at places, God said, I am your help. Not those people, places, or things. I am your help. I am your shield. But one thing about that I must say is that at least they were looking up. They were looking up to the hills because they were looking up towards Jerusalem. They were looking up towards the place of worship. And God said, I'm not just the place of worship, I am I am worship. I, I recently saw a movie, a very interesting movie, and the movie is Don't Look Up. There were a group of people were looking up because an asteroid was about to hit the Earth. There was gonna be devastation and they wanted to look up, almost looking up to the hills, look up so they can find their help. But the group of people, the movie is entitled, said don't look up. Don't look up. Look somewhere else. Just hide your head in the sands. And so we today have so many opportunities that we can look up and see God in situations. We can look up instead of looking down. Hallelujah. One thing, let's be patient with each other. For those who don't know to look up, let's share the word of God with them. The road is rough and the going gets tough and the hills are hard to climb. I started out a long time ago and I made up in my mind, yes, Jesus, Jesus is my refuge. I decided to make Jesus my choice. This is the word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessing unto the Lord. It's time for the benevolent offering. This is an offering of love and kindness. It's a way of showing our brothers and sisters in need that we we care about them. If you are able, if God has blessed you above the tithe and the seed offering, we invite you to give, to give joyfully, for God loves a cheerful giver. Remember, there are three ways to give, cash app, gillify, or by mail. Let us now bless this offering Lord, we give this offering as unto you. May it be a great blessing to many. May those that gave be replenished in Jesus' name. Amen. I just have a few announcements. I want you to mark your calendar for community prayer on Wednesdays. Community prayer on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. You can call 877-722-0460. It's 877 7220460. Let's continue to pray for each other. Remember to pray continuously for God's presence in our lives. Also be intentional and remember to pray to pause throughout the day and praise God specific times throughout the day. The prayer of the righteous a village much. I do have one more special presentation to be shown after the benediction. So if you have time, please watch it. Since Psalm 121 is a song of praise, a song of God's protection, a song that encourages us to focus our eyes on God, which comes our help, there are many videos of Psalm 121 sung in the Hebrew language that are available online, and I encourage you to watch them. The video after the benediction is in English titled, My Help, is sung by the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Please enjoy. Hallelujah! Let us focus our eyes on God for our help cometh from the Lord. Let us prepare to pray. Let us prepare for the benediction. Let us pray, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for your word, dear God. We thank you, God, for being our strength, our shelter, dear God. Our shield, our shade, dear God. We thank you, God, right now for all you have done for us, dear Lord, for being our all in all, God. God, right now we just special. Blessing, dear God, prayer, dear God, for those, dear God, in need, God. Bless them, heal them, deliver them, God. We trust you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Grant us peace. Go in peace. Shalom.